Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode with Building You. I am your host Stasia and today's episode is called It Was Not Your Fault. So this episode is going to be about sexual abuse. I know from the last episode I talked about I would lead it on from the child sexual abuse episode I did. But I thought today's episode will entail a little bit of child sexual abuse but I thought I'm just generally going to do an overview of sexual abuse in general. I know I haven't um, done a podcast in two weeks, Um, I've just had a few things going on at my side and I'm not so great at actually getting work done in the evening, um, which is quite detrimental to me because I have two boys so obviously I don't get as much time during the day so I should be using the evening times, but I'll be honest I end up finding rabbit holes (laughs) online. Um, and educate myself in different ways, just not actually doing the work I actually plan to do. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Let me know in the comments. Remember to subscribe as well and like this episode if you do enjoy um, what you hear through today. Um, hopefully I'll be back on track and I shall be posting each week. Um, I'll just see how things go. But yeah, that's the plan. Um, 2024 is sticking to the plan. That's what my 2024 is. <laughs> um, so today I thought today's podcast is very important um, because a lot of people have not heard after they've experienced sexual abuse that it was not their fault because often they don't speak about it. Even though we have so many statistics, you can go and look. Um, more people actually report sexual abuse but the numbers on who actually gets prosecuted is very, very slim. It's, it's changed the numbers. You can go and look online from 1,000 to 3,000. And then this, I think during COVID, there's only a couple hundred people that got prosecuted. But then when you go and look at the numbers who have actually um, had the courage to go and set to one, speak up and say something happened to me. Two, book that an appointment with an officer three the wait and when you've experienced sexual abuse domestic abuse or something um that you did not expect for example a car accident or um you're laid off from work something like that the wait is what people don't talk about waiting to hear for the next job interview, waiting to hear from your car insurance. There's so many emails you have to send or phone calls and then you're told to contact, you signposted to somewhere else and then you have to wait for them to be back in contact. So it takes a lot of courage for someone to speak up but then for them not to prosecute is usually due to evidence um, because often people don't report when it, when it actually did happen. And as well, let's be honest, there's not always evidence there um what the what the evidence they need not not because there isn't any evidence the officers are looking for specific evidence to take it to the crown prosecution service because it has it can't be on probability it has to be there was a very likely chance um that it did occur And sexual abuse, the primary impact is it impacts your internal and external safety, um, which Christine Sanderson talks about in her books. There are brilliant books, by the way. Um, And it is usually someone you know. 
Um, and it can be in the case of it's your husband or your boyfriend and you don't always know that it is sexual abuse because you may f you may want to gain some sense of control so why don't you wash the pots and then we can have sex and it's your way of gaining that control of feeling like you get a say in it and you may feel like it it has a makes you have a peaceful house if you just give in but the question is did you really have a choice and that's a tough one because at the time you would think yeah I did have a choice because I was kind of bartering with you do the tick for tack when you look back you realize you didn't really have a choice you just kind of try to make it work in your own way and have that sense of control um, and a big thing that someone loses when sexual abuse happens is a sense of control because someone is violating your body in ways that you did not know and they can take the deepest parts of you um, and you don't always want to admit that to yourself just because you're, you're then faced with the reality of what happened and it can be it's a coping mechanism but it can be easier to disassociate so you don't have to think about what's happening even though your body's telling you something did happen and your whole life changes so how you go about the world how you see yourself has changed but you don't you're not quite ready to admit that to yourself and that's okay um where was i going with my notes is the question oh I had a, a panic for a minute. I thought it wasn't recording. I thought it was just talking to myself then. Um, yeah, and people don't want to talk about the anger that comes up um, because the anger tends to be internalised and it's more towards yourself. And in a way, sometimes you could be more angry at yourself than them um, because it's easy to manage and again it comes back to gaining that sense of control and it becomes I should have done this in the moment or I should have done that or I should have said no or I should have said no differently or I shouldn't have gone there even though you had no um, you had no thought that that was going to happen and that wasn't your intention, intentions and often in the papers you will see um, which I'd love for you to pay attention to is how do they write about sexual abuse that has usually often occurred towards a woman is what they tend to publish about um, and they can talk about as oh she didn't take the flowers or she didn't exactly say no or she was leading him on and there's these excuses um, for those who commit sexual abuse as if well if that didn't happen or if you didn't go down that uh, road or if you didn't go into his house or if you didn't go to the hotel or if you didn't meet up for dinner it's all about what you shouldn't have done not about what he shouldn't have done or in some cases she shouldn't have done um, so it's very much easy to carry that anger for yourself just because of how also society views it as well um, and as well you may not have that support system that that's there for you it may come back to well why did you go there and sometimes 
they're not directly saying it was your fault they just don't understand how to um they're also angry at themselves as well for not being able to protect you but in those type of questions they are saying well why didn't you um instead of well why didn't he not <laughs> and it can carry a lot of shame for yourself and you tend to carry it for you rather than them um and you have to go through that process almost of having shame for well that's his shame um in a way but it can be shame of well i was pleasured by it uh, I was aroused by it also um lost my I keep losing my trail of thought it can be shame of well what I was wearing or my weight at the time or how I looked um or even though it wasn't by choice I wasn't good enough um and that can mean I wasn't good enough sexually and this stops us from being able to forgive ourselves because I've, I've wrote um, forgiveness is not in that I should forgiveness is in the reality of what happened and when we're thinking I should have done this or I should have drawn this or I shouldn't have worn that um, we take away almost the fact that we didn't have a choice and what I want to say to you is it was not your fault. It does not matter what you wear. It was their intention. And when we remember what their intentions was, then we can remember what the reality was. Because the reality was you did not have a choice in that moment. And some people say, yes, but I was pleasured by it. Or um, of males I, I had an erection and things like that but what I want you to think about is if your body didn't lubricate for example how much more painful would that have been for you on how much painful would it have been if you had fought back because you went there not knowing they were going to do that so you don't know what would have happened if you did shout scream fight back and if your body didn't, um, if your body didn't lubricate or have that erection, for example, because even though it doesn't feel like it, your body was also keeping you safe in the damage that it was going to do as well. Not everyone is internally damaged from it um, biologically. I mean, your body um, definitely carries that trauma, and you are internally changed and also how you may perceive sex as well and also how you feel around um, those areas that are, that are for you um, but yeah those that was to keep you safe um, I'm just looking at my notes I should really what I should really do is look at my notes but then do the podcast but I seem to do look at my notes while I'm doing the podcast <laughs> Um, and especially if you have to live with someone if that's your boyfriend, your husband and even as a child and you're being abused you may find your own ways to to 
get them back almost and to gain that control so you may add extra chilies in their food or drop something that's valuable to them and break it because you're trying to release that anger that you don't actually know how to put words to um, but you but you're just trying to get your own back because you're stuck and it's you are trapped so you're just trying to make the most of the situation and kind of speak up in your own way that what's you don't like what's happened to you but you can't get out so you're going to try and find a way to say that through actions rather than words because it's not safe so if you've been sexually abused um over time in what ways have you tried to speak up um indirectly i'd love to know in the comments or privately but as well just for you to go away and reflect on and journal about if you if you like journaling um and I, the big impact of, I don't even know where that phone, phone is. <laughs> um, and a big impact of sexual abuse is the fear of being violated again. Um, and not only being violated again, but when you go into a relationship um, with someone else, the there's a blur of yes and no. And you may start to become intimate with someone but you want to stop but because of your experience you don't know how to say all right i'm not i'm not in the mood anymore or, or just to be able to just say no and there could be that blur of well i initiated something and now i i don't want to because society and if you look at how the papers are written it's all about well how far was she going and for some reason, we always like to hold the person who was victimised accountable for their actions in terms of, well, what, how far was she going, rather than holding the one that was victimising someone accountable. So it can be difficult to navigate the yeses and the noes in intimacy. Um, but the best way I can explain it is... Uh, let me give you an example let's say i went to hug you and you step back i can tell there's a shift in dynamic and i can kind of sense that you don't want to hug and that's the best way i can describe intimacy when there's a shift in the intimacy you can see it in their body language they may shift they may tense and even if a person isn't saying no their body is saying no and it's getting comfortable with when your body is saying yes to things and when your body is saying no to things. So, uh, for example, you might be in the gym, for example, you're lifting a weight and your body just can't seem to pick up um, the weights, for example. Uh, and usually on another, another day, you can pick up the 16 kilo dumbbells, for example, but your body's just telling you you're tired right now. And that's the best way I can describe intimacy in a relationship is the dynamics going to change but you're listening and it's and it is a process but it's finding that comfort in can someone else hear my no and can someone else hear my yes because if they can't hear your no then they can't see you they can't hear you and they don't value you and 
this is very big because in order to build trust you have to have someone that also that someone hears you even when you're not saying it directly and to be able to connect to these yeses and nos and find your balance in yourself i think and finding that comfort in yourself again um it's about reconnecting to your body and letting yourself have time and you may say have time with what just letting your body have time and finding out what you need time in so it may be time in intimacy with someone or you may need time just for yourself before you meet someone you may need time to um, build your confidence to look in the mirror for example you may need time to be able to admit to yourself that something bad happened to you and you're not okay um, what you need time in I cannot say what you need time in only you will know and sometimes you need time to adjust and it's adjusting to how your world's completely changed from those ex those experiences that have happened to you or a experience um, because how you see yourself how you see others how you view the world how you um, furnish your place or you may have um, safety precautions in place like a rape alarm or alerts on your phone you may carry your phone differently you may make sure you've always got a power bank so your phone's never low just in case how your world works is very different from those experiences and being sexually assaulted shifts how you move in the world how you identify with yourself um, in terms of who you are as a person and it's not saying it defines who you are but it does shift who you are and um, maybe a tip for you to take on board or to think about is that experience has changed you regardless so how am I going to let it change me and what I mean by that is you get to decide what you do going forward so for example um, let's say going off uh, sexual abuse a second but let's say a husband kicks a wife out in the middle of the night and they're homeless yes she didn't make herself homeless but she, and yes it's going to change the directory of her life um, and the support network she has but she gets to decide what she does going forward and how she wants to move as a woman what it means for her um, because yes he controlled the homelessness but he does not control her future he does not control the next step and you don't always have to think about what's going to happen in five years. It can just be this week, tomorrow, next month. Because um, it can be hard to look towards the future sometimes in two years, three years, five years time when something's completely shifted your whole world. So how do I adjust this month? How do I adjust this week? And putting things in place for yourself this time. Um, and I, I think a big one as well before I 
finish is you have to be in a place to reflect on what's happened your fears your reality and things like that but you cannot do that in disassociation um, because when you disassociate it's because you don't want to feel or remember so if you're in that time where you don't want to feel or remember that's okay your body's not ready now but it doesn't mean your body won't be ready to face what happened next week next month and it doesn't have to be all or nothing right today I'm going to sit down and I'm going to remember everything or I'm going to go to therapy today and just let it all out it can just be in drips and drabs and a major one is at bedtime when life is slowing down um, and it's dark outside and it might just be you and your thoughts or it may you may hear your kids sleeping um, and all I can say is about when it's night time is do things that make you feel rested even if you can't sleep do things that make you feel rested and regulating your nervous system is so important so what type of music are you listening to at night? What type of films or series are you watching at night? Um, what type of lights have you got on at night? And when it's dark, do you feel safe? Or do you need to change the locks on your door, for example? What's going to make you feel safer in your environment? And also, how can I make myself feel safe in the things I'm choosing as my rest? And if that's watching a series or a film, making sure it makes you feel rested. So even though you may not sleep well, you're rested. Um, so on that note, I want you to remember again, it was not your fault. It was not your fault. And what happened to you was not your fault. And it's going to take time for that to click. When that clicks, my goodness, it clicks. Um, but I think you have to be ready to keep hearing it and there's a difference between hearing it and understanding it and when you understand it it shifts everything um, and I just want to finish with also you don't have to forgive them and even if you do forgive them people think well now I've forgiven them um, that means I can't be angry or I can't be frustrated I can't be sad. No, you can be angry and forgive them. You can be sad still and forgive them because you're sad about what you have lost um, and also what you don't get back because of what happened. Um, so yeah, so remember to like, subscribe and co comment um, how you found today's episode um, and I should hopefully See you next week for another episode on Monday.